0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, there was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time, the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because of this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what it, the, the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of His chosen ones, who call out to Him day and night? Will He be slow to answer them? I tell you, He will see it. He will see to it that the just is done, and for them in a speedily way. But when the Son of Man comes. Will he find faith on earth? The gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: The Lord be with you. I hope everyone's having a beautiful weekend with uh, the wonderful weather that our good, good Father has given us. We're on our week three of a four week commitment series, which isn't the most normal thing to expect in a Catholic church, right? Where there'd be a messages all linked together and uh, with uh, this message of committing to our faith. Two weeks ago, there was this uh, understanding that part of being a Christian meant to desire to grow spiritually. And in the blue triangle behind me, there's the second part we talked about last week, which is this commitment to worship. And uh, if you came last Sunday, you, I, I was pretty candid about my experience in some of the bigger cities up north as a priest and going to churches, very much dragging my feet because whatever was happening in those churches, it wasn't really worship as the churches had Uh, dwindled in numbers. There were no longer baptisms and and weddings, but plenty of funerals, and the church, little by little, had become focused on itself, and so they no longer had any dynamic, beautiful mission, but they were kind of just there having a country club-style Catholicism, which meant bingo nights and spaghetti luncheons and occasional fundraisers to maybe fix the leaky roof, and of course, you're going to be asked for money at least four times during every Sunday Mass. In the beginning, twice in the middle, because there's the second collection, right? And then at the end, they'll read the whole bulletin to you and, and ask you for money again. And, and I never enjoyed those experiences. And coming to St. Gabriel, something was different. All right, it's hard enough to be a Christian in the world today if you go to church on Sunday and you're not being fed and in no way are you really touching God. It's hard enough to be a Christian knowing that simply in your place of work, people might kind of gossip about you behind your back. Oh, there's that, you know, she's a Christian or he's a Christian. If you show up to work with a cross on your forehead on Ash Wednesday, right, you're marked, right? You're one of those people. And it's even crazy that somehow in our world, Christians can be made out to be monsters because we simply believe that a little child in the womb should be loved, and somehow we're the bad guy, right? If your church doesn't help you to be a Christian out there, then there's no point in coming, and I say that not with, well, I said it, right? (laughs) Going up to some of those churches, they might say St. Mary's Catholic Church or St. John's Catholic Church, but what's happening inside is not Christianity. And it's no wonder that so many people have stopped going to church Now, I'm not here to give a doom and gloom homily, right? I'm saying there's something we can do to be a little different, and hopefully our worship here truly lets us experience being touched by God, and it helps us to be a Christian out there on Monday morning. This week, there's another idea, what it means to be a Christian, to partner financially with the church and to kind of get into that, I'd like to jump to a theological idea. It's, I think it's early enough in the morning. We've probably had some coffee, and we can, we can, we can go to a, a deeper theological idea for just a moment. And I'm going to have to be careful, because I know my brother, Father Jason, will listen to this later and probably send me an email about the theological ideas I'm going to give. But uh, I'll deal with that later. So theology. God sent his son to the earth because we had made a mess of the world he made a beautiful world the garden of eden and we chose to reject him each one of us by our sin which means we freely and willingly left the garden and outside of the garden everything is a mess the world is no longer an easy place the animals aren't always nice right there's hurricanes and tornadoes and and in that world you're kind of left wondering is this part of God's plan. How could a good God create a world like this? And Jesus said, no, God didn't create a world like this. You created a world like this by your sin, but there's hope. There's going to be healing, and there's going to be eternal life, and every tear will be wiped away if you believe in the Son of God and are baptized. Jesus said to his apostles and disciples, I want you to go to the whole world and give them hope. Tell them the good news that there is salvation, that evilness will not win. And so Jesus sent out his, the first Christians there in 33 BC, or, or AD, sorry, with a mission. And to help with that mission, Jesus founded a church. It's not the other way around. Jesus didn't found a church we would come into pretty buildings and sit in cushioned pews and hold beautiful spaghetti luncheons, right? That, he didn't found a church like that, that as an extra, sometimes go out there and spread the good news. He said, no, spread the good news, and to help you do that, we're going to need a church. The mission of Christ has a church. The church of Christ doesn't happen to also have a mission, All right, that's a lot of theology. What does it mean for us today? It means to be a Christian is going to mean that the mission of Christ is also my mission, that I want what Christ wants. I want to do what Christ's asked me to do, that the mission of St. Gabriel's is my mission, and I'm proud to support it. Let me give a little few statistics here. You'll notice if you look in the bulletin that when we have the little box Uh, occasionally it's in the bulletin where you'll see the the amount of offertory given. Last year it was for the most part always in the black it looked good but every week at St. Gabriel's we have 10 to 15 new families register which means there's 10 to 15 new families right now in the parish sitting here and for all the new people we welcome you and just so you know the person next to you probably showed up last weekend so you're not the only new one here and we have a lot of parishioners that have been here since the beginning from the 60s and the 70s it's a beautiful family and like any beautiful family it's growing which means our budget When you look at the bulletin you'll probably see a little bit of red our budget has grown and our needs have grown And so my brothers and sisters, what does it mean to be a Christian? It's going to mean that I see the mission of Christ as something I want to support. And it's part of our duty here with Father Richard's leadership to make sure that being a part of St. Gabriel's is something you can be proud of. We were looking at some of the statistics earlier and there's about 65% of our parishioners that give regularly which is a blessing that's higher than most churches. But it also means there's about 35% that I invite to perhaps start some form of giving, even if it's $5, $10 a week. You can set it up online and that you'll be able to say the mission of St. Gabriel's, the mission of Christ is my mission. Now I wanna give a little uh, personal opinion I try not to use the pulpit for my own opinions a whole lot, but I want to share something not as Father Mike, but just as your brother Mike. When I give charitably, I try to make sure that at least 51%, so the majority of what I'm giving to is something that supports the mission of Christ. Which means I prefer to give more money to something like Miravilla, which helps single moms raise their children as opposed to giving it to an animal shelter. No, I'm not saying don't give money to the animal shelter. So dog lovers, please don't come after me after a petition for our online uh, listeners. The 9 o'clock mass is always broadcast. And there's a lot of people that we don't even know across the country that are joining us every Sunday for worship. And it's been a powerful experience for me occasionally to be called to the bedside of an elderly parishioner who's, who's at the end of their life and I've never met them before but I walk in the door and they know me and how do they know me? Well they've been watching online and following us and so for those of you who are online, those of you who are following us, please consider an online donation as well to help us from where you are Jesus was in a temple once and there was this poor woman who came in with those two pennies. And before her, some men had come in and given huge sums of gold. And Jesus didn't really care about it. Because it wasn't authentic. But that poor woman came in and she gave away those two pennies because she knew she wanted something so much more and needed something so much more than those two little pennies. She needed God and wanted to touch God. Whatever you're offering Let it be an authentic expression of who you are as a Christian, that the mission of Jesus is also your mission. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.